got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Joining me in the studio, your co-host and personal financial advisor, Ms. Do you prefer Ms. or Mrs.? Uh, or do you care? I don't care. Ms. <laughs> Alyssa Young, good morning. Good morning. Beautiful day. Uh, it's cold, but it's sunny. I said beautiful. Yeah. It is, gosh. Well, I, I um, put temperature in the... Um, category of like whether deciding whether or not it's beautiful temperature is a factor for me <laughs> but i'm glad to see the sun because um, i feel like it's been a while oh. <laughs> lots of gray skies lately last saturday it was uh 11 o'clock in the evening gray all day yes Ooh. misty right like foggy oh it's gross yeah yeah but yeah and definitely here we are. brighter today so you conflate beauty with temperature <laughs> yeah. it's kind of interesting when we're talking about the day right the ryan the uh, ryan who invented who's 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 Ryan Hamilton? Not Ryan Hamilton. I don't. Ryan, who's married to uh, Kate Winslet or Kate Blanche? Kate. Oh, geez, <laughs> what a mess! I don't know. What a mess! He invented okay. aviation gin. He's the head of aviation gin. Ryan. Okay, we'll figure that out in a bit. Sorry, I can't 610- help you. That's when you default. 610-720-7900. Please join us. You are very, very welcome indeed. Uh, or if you want to send us emails, that works very well. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. They both work very well. And our website works remarkably well. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. And hit the Listen Live button. It appears magically at 8 a.m. every Saturday morning. Disappears magically right around 10 a.m. And if you have a question while you're listening, hit the Ask Gene button. That comes directly to us. That works very well indeed. Uh, How's your new year going so far? So far, so good. How about yours? Uh, Busy. Holy Mm. cow. Yes. Um, uh, We're so blessed. We're just so blessed. Uh, we get to hit the ground running. We get to help a lot of people. Uh, this week was busy, and uh, folks coming through the door, just fantastic. Yeah, we've um, also been spending time, you know, reflecting on last year, end of last year, and planning for how we're going to handle things in the year ahead, uh, which is always a good exercise to do. And mm-hmm. kicking off the new year, it just made sense. So the investment team has gotten together a couple of times already, to plan and talk about things and um, decide you know, how to manage our clients' um, portfolios to the best of our ability. So uh, it's kind of given us a good, you know, oomph. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, adds energy. Start. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. adds energy. Um, the tax team is doing something very similar, uh, getting together and putting together their systems again. They're very efficient and very process-oriented, as you have to be if you're going to be an effective tax person and an effective tax team. So um, you will be hearing from the head of that tax team in our 9 o'clock segment. Uh, Ms. Diane will be calling in. She'll be interviewed by the lovely and talented Alyssa Young. Diane, speaking of Diane... uh just texted you a, a little life raft there. It's Ryan Reynolds you're looking for. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was so happy I remembered Evanescence and Amy Lee that I completely forgot Ryan Reynolds. His, uh, your conflating of beauty with, uh, with temperature 
he was uh, on the set with Hugh Jackman, and apparently they're very good friends and uh, kind of similar to our friendships, the guys in our office with Chad and, and Daryl Gregg and Mark and I, we are pretty bad to each other. We're pretty brutal. <laughs> apparently he turned to Hugh Jackman and said, you smell so bad, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, that is a tremendous line, tremendous line. <laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, Alyssa and the investment team uh, meeting and, and getting uh, everything refreshed. Um, for many of you who are already clients of More Than Money, you already know that on the investment side, we're really uh, detailed and dig deep and go uh, um, to the um, most reasonable efforts to make sure that you're getting the best investment platforms that we can possibly find. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of research. So they're on that track, the tax team on their track. You're going to hear more about that in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, if you particularly want to pay attention, if you're a client, a tax client of more than monies, uh, if you're not, or if you're saying, geez, I don't actually have a professional tax preparer, or I do, and they just, let me think, what's the proper technical term for, oh, yeah, they stink. You know, if they're, you're unhappy with where you are, you want to pay close attention there as well. For many of you, part of your New Year's resolutions was to get your financial life in good order. Uh, we've talked about investments. We've talked about taxes. Estate planning is a big part of that. Uh, roughly, by some estimates, 70% of you have no wills drawn up. Holy cow. And for some of you who are sitting there going, I got it. Had them for years. Years? Um, okay, maybe 40 years ago. <clears throat> you think things might have changed a bit. Just a bit. Just a bit, as they say. I don't, I don't know who they are. Um, bottom line is uh, whether you've got one that needs review or whether you don't have any estate planning documents at all, really, really important. That's a great New Year's resolution to be able to cross off your list, and it's a pretty easy one. Mm -hmm. We've got some huge advantages in our office or, or, along the estate planning side. Yes, we have a great partner in Keith Stroll from Stuckle and Stop, and the fact that he comes to our office once or twice a month and just makes himself available for the full day really simplifies that process. So you have a conversation with him. He tells you things to think about and decide, sort of like a you know a checklist. And from there, they kind of take it and run and give you a draft to review. If you need changes, they make changes. When you're happy with it, you make an appointment, you come in and sign it, and you've got a legal document done by professionals that will hold up, and you can kind of feel assured that everything is ready to go. And your family is protected. Mm -hmm. And in so many ways, your uh, wish to be there for them, whether it's your family, your friends, it, maybe it's your church. Maybe you've been a big supporter of your church for decades. And when they lose you, they lose your support as well. Maybe you want that legacy to continue. Maybe there's uh, folds of honor that you want to help. Maybe it's children's home of Easton you want to help. Maybe it's an entire list of these kinds of wonderful organizations, wonderful people in your life that you want to help. It's a legacy, and that's the real impact. If you talk about a power of attorney, whew, You'll fall asleep pretty quickly if you talk about medical directives in the third paragraph on the 3A-1. Yep, fall asleep. If you talk about the impact of the 
of the documents, of knowing and, and being confident that, that what your heart tells you, you want to have happen when you have graduated to the next dimension is going to happen. Oh, um, we, we've had clients in tears hmm. that finally, after so many years, they've got it exactly as they wish. If you are uh, so inclined, uh, make, make sure that you let Alyssa know, Alyssa at askmtm.com. She can get you squared away with Keith. In our More Than Money newsletter, most of you should have it. Yeah. Email went <laughs> out uh, over a week ago, snail mail. Uh, we got ours yesterday. Okay. So we always have one mail just to test and <laughs> make sure. Uh, if you haven't gotten yours yet, you should have it easily by, uh, I, I would say, July 4th. I would just, you know, the postal service right now, they're a strong one. So um, be a little patient or be maybe a little more proactive. Let us know that you'd like to switch that over to email. Have that email delivered to you, and that way you'll never miss the opportunity. We've actually got a 12-item checklist of ways that you can in 2022 make your financial life much much better um if you wish that all you have to do is ask 610-720-7900 alyssa at askmtm.com gene at askmtm.com more than money online.com i've covered that covered that covered that uh good jobs report a uh, good jobs report that um gosh Every journalism school in America should commit itself to going back maybe 150 years in time because the graduates that they are um, certifying or, or handing diplomas to and they're sending out into the world are so badly trained and so misguided about what a journalist is supposed to do, what the job description of a journalist is um, composed of. Um, that they can't help themselves. These self-righteous, self-important boobs cannot help themselves. They have to add a commentary. I'll give you an example. In yesterday's jobs report, um, last month we created 199,000 new jobs. That's a pretty darn good number. More importantly, 651,000 people more are um, 651 thousand more people are employed at the end of December than at the beginning. So not only were jobs created, but tons of jobs were filled that were already created. They were sitting there waiting. Mm -hmm. Really important piece of that because we're sitting with now over 11 million unfilled jobs. So if you do simple math, 400, 450,000 of those have been filled. This is fantastic. The boob moron idiot bonehead couldn't help himself and I should have written down his name so I could make fun of him on air by name but please um, fill in the blanks of 99% of the journalists in America you'll be close last month 199,000 jobs were created unemployment fell to 3.9% 651,000 more people returned to work but it should have been so much better because people are terribly afraid of working because of COVID. Okay, the first three things are facts. These are what reporters report. And then you got to throw in your own opinion, your own spin. You have no factual evidence of that at all. As a matter of fact, if you talk about COVID these days, you're talking about 
I, I'm, if I guessed, I'd say 70% of America's had COVID. Yeah, it seems that yeah, like everybody, yeah, and yeah. everywhere, and at every strata from young to old. And is it is it is it a serious serious? Of course it is. But please, the world doesn't run on COVID. Obviously, uh, stock market last year was up dramatically. The economy was up dramatically. Uh, people went to baseball games and football games and high school games and 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 went shopping and went to restaurants. It doesn't run on COVID. So, uh, in the future, in the future, bonehead, <clears throat> keep your opinions as ill-informed and ill-thought-out or lack of thought-out uh, to yourself. Just be a reporter. Be a journalist. As a journalist. Ah, yes. A recovering journalist. A recovering journalist. A former journalist, I guess. Uh, I have to say I've um, been very discouraged by that trend of seeing commentary injected into reports um, all the time. All the time. It gets me angry. Mm -hmm. I hear it on TV. I read it in the newspaper. um, I read it online. It's... um, you know, that's not the way I was trained. That's not the way I was taught by my, you know, supervisors when I worked at a newspaper and it's degraded a lot. And, you know, I know that news organizations don't have the same um, staff and support that they used to have, but there's it's no excuse to, you know, for um, going against the morals and ethics of the and the duties of the profession. So, yeah, I've noticed it, too. And it it's terrible. It's uh, happening all the time. Okay. Indeed, it it, it please. Uh, when not you, <clears throat> you're a child. When I was growing up, mature. Uh, some would say old, but that's a different story. Um, I'm still gonna kick those guys' butts in this contest. Mm. I'm gonna kick them. Oh, I'm excited to see uh, how this goes. It's gonna be exciting. Um, when I was growing up, the newspaper was an important part of the community. And the reporting was done in such an honorable way. But there were still opinions. They were, it's called the editorial page. Right, the op-ed page, that's op-ed where they belong. Page. <laughs> uh, opinions and editorials. And, and, and the, the editor of the paper would publish a letter on a daily basis saying, here's my opinion of what's going on about certain things. And since it was a relatively small, no, uh, not relatively, since it was a teeny tiny town, we all knew the guy or the girl, whoever was running the thing and whoever was writing the letter. So you'd see him at lunch over at Jimmy's and you go, dude, what do you got your head up your butt? What you got to think through that? Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Wow. That's a different idea. Now, hey, let me explain to you why I think I was right about that. It was a great opportunity to discuss Agree, disagree. Lots of times follow-up editorials would say, so I've been out in the community and people have been uh, <clears throat> kicking me around because maybe yeah. my opinion was misguided. Letters to the editor, that's where opinions were expressed. And it was really, really a valuable community service because you got to sit on occasion, somebody you knew. You have a dialogue and, yeah, yeah give and take. And-, and, and, and you started to figure out pretty quickly Instead of just somebody tweeting out, you're an idiot. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your thought. Um, Letters to the editor actually required somebody to sit down, think through what they're going to say, or it became pretty obvious they hadn't. Right. But they put their name to it. And they put their name to it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're going, 
uh, John, we should talk because I read your letter, your, your letter, letter and, yeah. and <clears throat> you missed a couple. Oh my gosh! Dude. <laughs> In the future, we got to think through this stuff. Uh, last week, we started the show with a email from a gentleman that was really upset about his long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. You recall that? Yeah. Excellent. Good memory. Uh, fundamentally, the issue was once again the company was raising the premiums. Right. Like through the roof. Uh, okay, I've got it here someplace. Ah, here we go. Um, so we recommended that he talk to our good friend, Mike Pompey, who's our partner on the long-term care insurance side. And, Mm -hmm. uh, this is the email that I got this week. Okay. Uh, Gene, I talked with Mike and after reviewing our situation and the various premium reducing options that are being offered, Mike suggested keeping every benefit in place, but removing the 5% compounding on the maximum daily benefit, which is currently $321. The next day I spoke with Genworth at length. Uh, That's the way that is. Uh, And they agreed to the option. So uh, let me set the stage here for a moment. He was paying uh, close to 6,000. It was going to go much, much higher. His inclination was, I'll just drop it. Right, because he didn't want to remove any of the benefits because he felt like it wouldn't be worth wouldn't having be worth a it. policy. Right, because the options and the benefits and the moving parts are uh, they're head boggling, mm-hmm. unless you're Mike Pompey <laughs> and unless you understand all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three hundred twenty-one a month would be something close to ten thousand dollars. Right? I'm exactly. Yep. Thank you. By the way, in the old days. In the old, old days, 321 a month w- was a month. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so about 10000 a month in benefit. Uh, add into that a Social Security benefit that you may receive a couple thousand, 3000 bucks, and you're up to twelve, thirteen thousand 13000 of available cash flow to pay for care. And then something comes out of savings, of course. Uh, as um, the result of that conversation, his premium not only is not going up, it's decreasing from 5,690 to 2,911. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Talk about a great result. So still a fabulous benefit. We know these folks really well. They're young. They're healthy. We hope they're around another 30 years. We, and, and he fully understands that by not increasing the benefit in five or 10 years, it's not going to be worth as much still going to be worth something very valuable. So really, really good result. Oh, I wanted thanks, to, Mike. yeah, thanks Mike. Indeed. And Mike's expertise is available to all of you. All you need to do is ask. He comes in once a month and just like Keith makes himself available for meetings. So um, if you have similar questions and need policies reviewed, he'd be happy to help you the same way. Uh, this one came in just after the end of the show last week. I thought you would, want to pose that it's kind of a fun fun start and a very interesting question to finish (laughs) gene we very much appreciate you being on today you and Alyssa joined after the start of the show and my wife asked is he live today (laughs) when i said yes she said um his wife must be sleeping Mm. (laughs) question for an inherited ira my wife received in 2016 and for which she's required to take and is taking rmds Will she be required to take the IRA down to $0 within 10 years, or is that a rule that came into play after the year she inherited it? Thank you. 
First of all, Jeff's a loyal listener, very, very nice guy, um, on more than one occasion has shared information with us to help Gene from swallowing his foot. Mm. Hey, I, I say something, and sometimes it's not exactly 100% kosher. And so <laughs> on occasion, uh, we, we have a fair number of listeners who are fact checkers for us, and Jeff does a great job. Uh, so first of all, yes, I was live last week, kind of. Oh. And yes, Diane was sleeping smartly. Um, I, I think if I remember correctly, I got about three hours sleep and I relied on Alyssa to just uh, carry the weight. And <laughs> we, I, we stayed awake. We, we did. Sounded, I think we sounded awake. <laughs> well, hmm. uh, John's, John's like, yeah, <laughs> don't give yourself too much credit. <laughs> so, well, well, that's harsh. Accurate, but harsh. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so very much for noticing that. Now, mm -hmm. did you want to address the email or the IRA question? Sure. So he's asking about um, there was a, ch a change in how inherited IRAs must be distributed um, that began in 2020. Perfect. January 1st. Um, so before that time when you inherited an IRA, you could elect to take the required minimum distribution of the original owner or spread out the required minimum distributions based on your life expectancy, based on your age. So mm -hmm. you have to take out something every year. Mm -hmm. After January 1st of 2020, the new rule that's in place is unless it's a spouse who inherits the IRA, mm -hmm. you have to deplete the account within 10 years. And you can do it in any system, any periodic payment setup you want, whether it's take some out now and then wait till the you know, the end of the ninth, tenth year and then take out the rest or take it out annually or whatever you want. It doesn't matter as long as it's empty within 10 years. So to answer Jeff's question, um, an inherited IRA in 2016 when she's been taking RMDs, no, it doesn't need to be taken down to zero within 10 years. She can continue that pattern of annual distributions until, until it's gone. Perfect. Jeff's a happy guy. Good. Jeff's wife's a happy girl. Uh... By the way, we've had a question, kind of semi-follow-up question. Um, January 1st, 2020 is the cutoff. And the question, and this came just a couple of weeks ago, is that for when they receive the IRA or is that date of death of the decedent? And the answer is it's the date of death. So we, we've had folks who, um, and, and the, the question that was being posed was, um, the deceased passed away in December of 2019, mm -hmm. um, but they didn't receive the IRA until after January of 2020. They are still under the old rules. Old rules. Yeah. Old rules. Okay. 610-720-7900. Gene at com. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Again, one of our most loyal listeners and a gentleman that helps me out a lot. Uh, said, I had to laugh when you referred to people who are still relying on old copies of their wills. In 2002, I sat down with my parents to update their estate planning and look at their will. Among other things, they named my Uncle John to be my guardian. Uncle John <clears throat> had died in 1960, oh, 42 <laughs> years prior. That's not funny, but Since I was in my 40s at that time, it was highly unlikely that I would need a guardian. <laughs> Uh, I've met Jim. I'm not that sure. Uh, it's 50-50. Um, I took them to an estate attorney, and their will grew from two pages to 15. 
They also had powers of attorney in place as well. It's very important that people review their wills to make sure things are in place the way they want them and that the named beneficiaries, very important, are those who they want and do not include others like ex-spouses. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's really important. <laughs> really, really important. That, by the way, is on our checklist for 2022. The beneficiary designations that you have picked over the years, maybe they're still current. Maybe they're still appropriate. Maybe they're not. I just reminded a client <clears throat> yesterday to check her 401k beneficiary designations because we just recently you know, made sure everything in the accounts we handle is correct. But I said, how about your 401k? She goes, hmm. You know, it's a good question. It is. <clears throat> you sign up for your 401k when you get employed. Some of you have been on the same job for 15, 18, 20 years longer. Yeah. How do you know who it is? <laughs> and by the way, if it's, if you're not sure who you should name, my first name is G-E-N-E. <laughs> no, no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Voice of an angel. I'm starting to think Amy Lee from Evanescence is the voice of an angel. Oh, we could switch it up. I could switch it up. My Immortal. Oh, what a what a song. Whenever I discover a brand new artist, they were. I think the group was formed in 1995. It's not a new song. Either, uh, that's okay. That's it's new, new to Gene. It's new, new to Gene. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Give us a call, and we'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. I don't know. Keep on giving Welcome back to More Than Money. I am joined in the studio by Alyssa Young. Hello. How's Juliana? <laughs> she's great, thanks. She's my bud. Mm-hmm. She's my bud. She's she shoveled the driveway yesterday. Wow. So she and I were parallel living because I was plowing and shoveling myself mm-hmm. yesterday. She did so. a great job. Good for her. Good for her. Well, she's a young woman now. She's mm-hmm. taking responsibilities mm-hmm. and <laughs> she's uh, 12 going on 30. <laughs> Uh, quick wit, super smart. Goodness. Thanks. Um, both your kids are just wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, I'm blessed. They are. Uh, blessed indeed, but uh, I'm thinking you and Zach had something mm, to do with it. Maybe a little. Just thinking. Just <laughs> thinking. Uh, I'll pass this one over to you I'm, and this one too. Okay. Uh, but I want to do this one first to get it out of the way. Um, before I get too far along, 610-720-7900. Please join us if you are the first caller of the show. You uh, are, it's very exciting to announce that you are the, the first, first caller, caller of the show. Yeah. So yeah. that's always exciting there. So 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Um, yeah, just Alyssa. <laughs> you guys annoying. And stay here with us until um, the 9 o'clock segment. We have Diane coming on to talk about tax income tax return preparation so miss diane don't go anywhere super important information that's right so i i, I read the subject line i can tell <laughs> um this uh was the response that i got 
um, in the middle of a email travail from, to be fair. To be fair. Thank you. Um, not a radio listener. Okay. A TV show viewer. viewer. Okay. And her comment. This is the third time I am asking this question. Please give me the courtesy of a reply. Thank you. Did I get it nice and huffy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huffy. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, this individual is uh, like a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> unicorn is usually like a positive descriptor. Well, unicorn is actually also, not just positive, but unicorn is a very rare animal. Yes. Um, we get hundreds and hundreds of emails mm-hmm. and questions and phone calls. And if I had to guess the percentage of those that are intelligent and responsible and respectful and appreciative, I would put it somewhere at the 99% plus level. Would you agree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great people. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. And then (laughs) on occasion, the unicorn. The The outlier. The uh, the outlier, which actually in this case, outlier is a better term than unicorn. Um, three people from our staff responded to this person. And after countless attempts and emails, we get a, this is the third time. Well, okay, in the future, when sending an email with a question, try reading your emails when they come in <laughs> with the answer. And then try answering your phone. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody offers you the opportunity to explain to you why your thought process should be adjusted, take the opportunity. As opposed to, well, I think I'll just leave it the way it is. Good. Why are you bothering us? <laughs> is is it, I get better? Mm, yeah. I get better? That was a frustrating experience. It was a frustrating experience. Mm. But I feel better now. Okay. Because I have vented. <laughs> and uh, my kind audience has listened to it and went, can we move along and answer a real question? Well, sure. Sure. You got one? Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier our January newsletter that went out on the 4th, I believe, um, had a list of things you should do in 2022. My apologies. You know what we haven't done yet? Promoted my... Exactly. <laughs> let's do that first. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that first, and let's make sure we do it in each of the segments so okay. that people tuning in get it. Yes, sir. So, um, if you all remember, we had um, our first um, event for women in the Lehigh Valley in December. We were calling the series Invest in You, and in the beginning of December, we got together at our office and had dinner from the Daily Grind, mm-hmm. and we packed shoeboxes full of gifts for... Uh, underprivileged kids in the Lehigh Valley for the um, holiday hope chest effort that the Volunteer Center organizes. Uh, It was a wonderful success. We had about 30 people come. Uh, We had a fun time together. We packed 50 
52, was that right? 52 shoe boxes full of gifts for Holiday Hope Chest. And um, I was really happy with the turnout and uh, the results. So we're planning our second event. Um, so our second Invest in You event will happen at 6 o'clock on February 10th in our office again. And it's called Chocolate, Wine, and Valentine's. <gasps> if you like chocolate and wine, you don't want to miss this. Uh, we are participating in an event that actually the Nazareth area and Greater Bath area Chambers of Commerce are putting on. It's a chocolate and wine pairing. So they're hosting this to-go chocolate and wine pairing. What happens is local businesses are providing these chocolate and wine samples. And for every person who signs up, you get five pairings to try. And so we're going to go get those pairings for all of the people who are coming to our Invest in You event. We're going to bring them back to our office and we're going to enjoy them together. And then the chamber is doing a Zoom call from 6.30 to 7 where we'll talk about the pairings. So you can learn about the chocolate and wine and how they go together. It's just a half hour thing. We'll tune in together while we're enjoying our chocolate and wine. And there's one other thing we're going to do while we're doing that. We're going to make valentines for the residents of Graysdale, which is Northampton County's nursing home. So we'll bring together some card-making supplies and some little valentines. And while you're there, you can make up a couple of cards just written out to to someone special just to brighten their day. Um, And the next day I'll drop them off at the nursing home so that they can distribute them to some of the residents there. Can they they bring some of their own valentines? Sure, yeah. So if they have favorite valentines or if they find a box, of, they go, oh, I really like this? Yeah, that would be great. As many as we can um, brighten the day of somebody whose days are sometimes not as bright as ours. So Yeah, I I called um, the volunteer center or the volunteer office, excuse me, at Graysdale just to make sure, you know, Mm -hmm. they were cool with that or see if there was anything we should know. And um, the coordinator there was like, oh, that's a great idea. We don't get a lot of attention for Valentine's Day. So Mm -hmm. anything bright and cheery is appreciated. So we'll do that while we have chocolate and wine. So I don't really see how, you know, that's. (laughs) How much, more, how much more cheery can <laughs> yeah, you be? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to come to our event, the RSVP deadline is February 2nd, I believe. I'm blanking on that. Um, the week before because then we have to place our order for pairings. But all of the details are on our website. So when you go to morethanmoneyonline.com, there's a banner at the top that says chocolate, wine, and valentine. So click on that. And the page gives you all of the details, and there's an RSVP form. So please fill out the form just with your name, email, phone number, so we know you're coming. And then we can order your chocolate and wine pairings, and then we'll get together on the 10th and um, have a nice evening. Sadly, we do not have unlimited space. Right. So it's kind of first come, first serve. And the ladies that were in the office in December had a ball. Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of uh, returnees. So if you want to experience this, make sure. Uh, Liz is doing a great job organizing this. And and, uh, and Megan's Meg- helping me. Megan yes. is doing a great job as well. So Steve, uh, please join in. Um, you blanked on something there. And the answer was Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I just wanted to help. Thank you. Okay. There Appreciate you go. it. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. I handed you that. We should, um, that's mm-hmm. the email you sent me. So at some okay. point we'll we'll get that in. We'll get these two in. And John has a caller for us. So we'll get that one in. We're busy Whew. here. Lots of balls in the air. Can you juggle? 
Uh, not even a little bit. Neither can I. No, we, we are <laughs> o, o for juggling. 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones and we talk to Richard. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Gene. How's Gene today? Gene's wonderful and Alyssa's doing very well. <laughs> yes, I take notice on the radio. That's good. That's uh, good. Hey, Happy New Year, by the way. And happy to you, New my Year. friend. And to you. How may we serve you? Oh, I have one little question. On contributions... I understand you can take $600 off without itemizing. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yep. Now, do you have to have $600? Oh, goodness, no. You can go from zero to 600 bucks. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Uh, you made it easy on us, Richard. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, I got one other thing to say. Sure. I was an executor for my mother. And the most important thing is to make sure that you have your records in order Throughout the years, it makes it so much easier. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't have any problem at all with it. Oh, good. Uh, that's very good yeah. advice. Thank you, yeah, my friend. you got to be prepared, in yep. other words. Yep. Okay, God bless. Have a good day. God bless you. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's one of those little, nice um, uh, treats, in effect. Uh, for so many of our listeners, uh, generosity is just who they are. So contributing to... Uh, nonprofits, qualified nonprofits, uh, 503C SOBs, whatever. <laughs> I mean, IRS code's so confusing. Um, whatever qualifies them as a nonprofit, you can take your standard deduction and up to, if you're a married couple, up to $600. And if you're single, up to 300 bucks. Yeah. Not a bad thing. No. What do you got there? So we'll go back to, I, I started yeah, explaining this. So that's okay. Um, I was saying that the... Newsletter for January had a list of things you should do in 2022 to get your finances in order. And one of the things that Gene suggested, actually the first one, was to check your progress um, on your goals, particularly for retirement most of the time. Um, and he said we have a software that we use called Journey Guide that gives people a great uh, analysis and kind of a, a snapshot look at your retirement readiness and gives us some options that we can look at um, to determine whether or not we could improve the likelihood um, that you will have the money that you want to be able to spend in your retirement. So we got this question, is the journey guide you described in your newsletter something I can do online or must it be in person at your office? And what would you recommend? I would recommend coming to the office to discuss this. Now, there's a couple of process things that, you know, that we can do. Um, if you provide your information in advance electronically, like by email or over the phone, we can prepare um, for you before you come in. Um, but so we can plug it into the, the, you know, the software. It doesn't take a long time, but. You know, there's no average meeting about an hour. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I think having that face to face discussion, it's more effective. Um, you could do it by Zoom. We're flexible. Uh, if you're not local and you want to have that meeting by Zoom, we can do that. We can share a screen and um, and have that conversation that way. But uh, I think sitting across the table from each other and having that conversation in the same room is the best way to do it. Without a doubt. Uh, the. Uh, reality is that there are tons of uh, five-minute fill-in-the-blank, see-how-you're-doing-for-retirement calculators on the Internet. Uh, tons, as in, I, I don't, I've lost track, hundreds, literally yeah. hundreds. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, every mutual fund company has one. Every annuity company has one. Um, and in my experience, 780 years, so not insignificant, <laughs> um, the uh, number crunching is the least important part of the process. The number crunching journey guide, one of the powers of journey guide as, as a tool is that it crunches numbers in, in fractions of a second so that you can compare choices. But you have to know that you have choices. Mm -hmm. So to simply say, well, here's my social security benefit. How did you come up with that? Well, well, I got a, I got a statement from social security. So which number are you using? 62, 67 and a half? Are you using 70? Have you thought about the options between those three and compared them? Uh, no, I didn't know mm -hmm. I could. And, right. and that's the value of having a financial advisor in the space with you, uh, either side by side or by Zoom. I prefer side by side. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Similarly, um, like I'm actually working on a journey guide for someone who's coming in um, to do a follow up discussion about it in a couple of weeks. And like you said, you know, Social Security is one of those where you have an option. A lot of people have um, questions about pension options. Of course. It's like, do, we, do I take the monthly amount on my lifetime? Do I take the one on both my, mine and my spouse's lifetime? Do I take the lump sum? And that's a great exercise in journey guide to plug in the options and compare them. And if, you know, there's a lot of confusion around that stuff. So if you sit down and talk about it, you can make a lot more sense out of it. Absolutely. Um, the term robo-advisor is uh, largely touted, in, particularly among ignorant journalists, as the wave of the future. You're not going to need a human being. You just plug into a computer and artificial intelligence will. Um, artificial intelligence. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of Washington, D.C. When I, when I said that, I thought, there's... Not any real intelligence there. It must be artificial. <laughs> it has to be artificial. Um, the idea of being able to evaluate um, human to human will never be lost. Right. Um, and the fact that now some robo-advisors, many robo-advisors, have turned out to be doing it wrong. Uh, SEC uh, filing significant fines against companies because they're not getting to know their clients before they're making recommendations. Mm -hmm. the client, they're basically letting the client go, I think this is what I want. They go, okay. Yeah, that's not being a financial advisor. 610-720-7900. We go back to the phones. We talk to Steve. Steve, good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing good. I'm down here where it's warm. Um, <laughs> Y'all have some cold weather where you are. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we do indeed. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, calling you from uh, LaBelle, Florida. Oh, I know I know who else is with you in LaBelle, Florida. Who? My parents. <laughs> Who's your parents? My parents are so down there. My parents are down they're... there. Really? Where are they? Uh, in LaBelle? Yeah, they're in a uh, like a RV park down there. Really? Uh, yep, for the really? winter, yeah. Well, the dog. What's their names? <laughs> Izzy and Jill. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just right behind us in the park here. <laughs> you play pickleball with them, maybe, or <laughs> pickleball? <laughs> yeah. We went to a nice uh, pizza place. 
and I think she was across the table from me. <laughs> oh, that's great. This is good. You get it. And I talked to them last. We played a game last night. I said, they remind us that she's going to be on the radio this morning. So, so have, I'm going to pull one on her. We have a whole new uh, audience now, the whole um, park there, the whole community. In yeah, Lavelle. yeah, we're going to spread the word. Yeah. You should. All, you could all but listen I'm, to the show together in the rec hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do have a question for you. Sure. I'll have a legitimate question, okay, actually. Okay, great. Well, thanks for is, calling. What is uh, it? Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, idea on uh, annuities for investment in uh, uh, retirement well, using annuities? Um, it all depends. Uh, it depends is our is our answer for a question like that because it depends on what your goals are, um, what your needs are. And um, we have to look at your whole financial picture to see if it's the best solution to accomplish your goals. So sometimes an annuity is best for someone who, um, let's say, just needs to make sure that they have, uh, you know, a set amount of income every month for the rest of their life. And they don't want to take a lot of risk. They just need to accomplish this goal of having, you know, a, a set dollar amount that's coming in and, and, and that's all that matters to them. On the other hand, someone who wants to make sure that they can grow their assets um, as much as possible, an annuity is not necessarily going to be the best solution for that person because it has some limitations there. So there's a lot of different qualities of annuities in it. Um, whether or not it's the solution for you, you know, depends on your, your situation and what you're trying to, to do. They can oh, be great okay. tools. Yeah. yeah, it can be. Okay, I see. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm sort of on the safe side. But, okay. Uh, the growth would be nice, but... Uh, the way the volatility of the market may be coming up, mm-hmm. I just wonder if that would be a, a safer choice or yeah. ride the wave, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's something, uh, you know, we always welcome you to call and uh, we can have a conversation about it one-on-one where I can ask you some questions and learn more about, you know, what you need and um, what you have to work with. And we can kind of discuss the pros and cons and, and help you decide whether that's something you'd be comfortable with. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Great. Well, uh, maybe we can do it over a pizza table someday. <laughs> maybe I should come down to Florida and um, and have lunch or dinner with you guys, and we can, you know, just answer all your questions. On the MTM jet? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on down. I'll make reservations. I have a place to stay, right? Will my, will my mom and dad let me stay with them, you think? Well, well certainly, yeah. We'll find your spot. Okay. It sounds you know, good. I'll get out uh, of this cold I'll, weather. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's uh, it's t-shirts and short weather down here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, let's not be rubbing it in there, Steve. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. That was fun. Um, well, and I do encourage you, if you want to talk about it some more, um, you can give us a call at the office or email me, and uh, we can set up some time to discuss it. Oh, that sounds good. Great. Thanks for your help. All right, say hi to my mom and dad, okay? <laughs> well, they're misbehaving, but I'll try to. <laughs> oh, thanks, Steve. Take care. All right. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Wow. How wonderful is that? That's awesome. That made me smile. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. Mom and dad flee the winter for a couple of months, um, and they're down there having a good time with their friends like Steve. So. LaBelle? Yeah. What part of Florida is that It's in? on the Gulf Coast side, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they um, have been going to the same place for a couple of years now. They found a great group of people, and um, it's just... Uh, uh, it's like summer camp for 
retirees. <laughs> so they have lots of fun activities, and I'm happy for them. They get to do that and um, be warm and just have just have a good time. Pickleball so, and shorts and T-shirts yeah. in the middle of January. Yeah, can't complain about that. They have the yeah. right idea. I've only played pickleball a couple times, so it's uh, time for me to get serious about this. Hey, did you see the news that they, there's a new indoor pickleball court in New Jersey? I just read the article like two days ago. It's about an hour and a half from us, I think. But uh, these people opened a pickleball club so that you could play indoors year-round. And I don't know if there's different options for how you get in. Like you could probably get a membership or you can just hmm. play a rate to like drop in and pay a rate to drop in and play a game or two or, or whatever. Or even better. One of our loyal listeners is going to email me, gene at askmtm.com, because they found a local indoor pickleball court. Oh, really? I'm guessing. I'm, I think everything's in the Lehigh Valley. I think everything. Oh, well, Juliana's about to play pickleball in gym class at school. Um, they're starting their net game series. And now she's in middle school? Yeah. Do so you maybe think we they, could join her. You think they would notice? If... No. We just showed up for gym <laughs> class. Hey. Yeah, I'm going to tell her, like, what time is your pickleball class? And then we'll just sneak into the gym. Yeah. Do, do they have, like, when I was in school, they you had to have a certain gym outfit. Yeah. I, I know, know where we get them. We get the they're gym. They're at the outfit. Army Navy <clears> store <throat> so, in Nazareth. Please. First name on the front, last name on the back, blue shorts, white t-shirt i got us we're covered. in yep. we're in <laughs> i might still have mine they have not changed since i went to nazareth pe instructors <laughs> have not changed either <clears throat> sadly just kind of the way it is 610-720-7900 i think our longest distance phone call was from california now we've added Florida. We've had a couple over the years from Minnesota and Wisconsin. Alabama. <clears throat> Alabama, indeed. So we are um, we are bi-coastal, which sounds rude, but it isn't. <laughs> and um, really, really excited that we can uh, serve so many people from such a distance. iHeartMedia, it's a, it's a uh, amazing technology. allows us to be coast-to-coast and border-to-border. Fantastic. Um Let's do this one real quick. We got two minutes. Okay. This email question says, I gave my 10 children $10,000 each for Christmas. If I go into a nursing home before 2024 AD, <laughs> will I have any trouble with applying for Medicare and Medicaid? Thank you, Mr. Dixon. Uh, you're very welcome. And the answer is maybe, maybe. Um, Medicaid, in order to qualify for Medicaid, you literally have to be destitute. Uh, the amount of assets that you're allowed to have is virtually none. So if it's your intention to be destitute in order to qualify for Medicaid, then it's Medicaid's intention to find out if that's really true. Right. And they will do what's called a look back. Yep. And five it, years. It could be five years. It could be longer. It could be a little shorter. It's... Bottom line is that if you make gifts, it's a wonderful thing. It is your bet that you're going to outlive the Medicaid rules. And if that's your intention, you're on the right track. And hopefully it all works out for you. But, yep, Medicaid's going to take a look. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. I'm giving
Welcome back to More Than Money. John's mixing up the music because Gene just discovered this song, Evanescence, My Immortal, and he thought it was awesome. So you got a little preview of it, and you can Google it and listen to the whole thing. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, We have a special segment for you here now, but before I get started with that, I just want to give you the ways to contact us if you have questions. You can email me, alyssa at askmtm.com. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Or you can call us at 610-720-7900. And right now on the phone, we have a very special guest. I would like to introduce to you Diane Dickison, who is the boss, um, also known as Jean's wife. And she heads up our tax department. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Alyssa. <laughs> That's what John said. The boss is on the phone. There you go. He's a smart guy. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> uh, well, I know that you are uh, busy, getting busy and leading into your busy season this time of year. So thanks for taking some time for us this morning. Sure, um, absolutely. I just want to be able to help out our listeners a little bit because... As we know, our tax clients already got your very helpful, super important tax email. Yes. Um, So whether they read it all or not, um, we're going to kind of give them a little recap. And this is also valuable for people who maybe aren't already tax clients. Um, Some things for them to be aware of and maybe it'll help them realize that they might need some help with their tax returns. (laughs) So we make sure people aren't missing anything. I know that you're preparing to help some new clients for the first time this year. So I thought that would be a good place to start. Um, If you can just tell us a little bit about what kind of information do you need from people to do um, the best job you can on getting started doing their tax returns for the first time. What do you ask people to provide? Okay. Um, It's very helpful for us to look at some prior year's tax returns. Um, And 2020 was a little bit of a an extra an issue in that um, for older clients who needed to retake uh, require minimum distributions, that was something that was you could put on hold if you wanted to. So I prefer to get at least two years of tax returns so that we can take a look at 2019 as well because that's probably going to be a little bit better picture of what their 2021 mm. tax return is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back two years for sure would be wonderful. Um, even going back to 2018, especially if you have any concerns um, as to whether your returns have been prepared correctly, um, we will be able to amend a 2018 return up until April um, 15th or tax day. I think it's actually April 18th this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we will be able to amend a 2018 tax return. So oh, okay. having that information is also handy. Um, when you bring us a copy of your tax return, it's also very helpful to have that backup. So copies of your 1099-Rs, your W-2s, um, any kind of investment statements that you might have, um, interest from your bank, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. A lot of people don't um, itemize anymore, but if you do, uh, copies of your mortgage interest statements and charitable contributions and things like that are also helpful. Okay, so you don't want just the actual return, but the paperwork to back it up um, where all that information came from. Correct. Okay. And federal and state as well. If you file a state tax return for Pennsylvania, um, even the local return, sometimes we can find errors or at least just be, are able to glean important information off of prior year returns so that we don't miss asking you questions. Okay. That, you know, that might have some an impact on your 2021 return. Okay, um, that's helpful. And then um, speaking of that, you know, the information that you need to know and ask people, um, I know that we have a couple of like forms that you ask people to fill out 
um, to get the year started, you know, besides providing those past returns, are those required documents um, just for new tax clients only, or does everyone fill out those questionnaires that MTM prepares? For a new client, we have a new cli- uh, just a client questionnaire, or a, uh, excuse me, a, a worksheet that just has all your basic information on one page. It's handy. It's, it you know, lists if they have dependents and their birthdays and Social Security numbers. Also, the client's Social Security numbers. If you look on a tax return, they're not provided anywhere on there, and birth dates have, you know, a serious impact, especially as you get older, um, for whether or not you qualify for the additional bumps on the standard deduction or the children when they're younger whether or not they qualify for the, the higher child tax credits and, and things like that. Mm. So those are important. Then for every one of our clients, we have you sign an engagement letter that just basically tells everyone, you know, deadlines to get information to us, letting you know that we will prepare your tax return. However, we are not auditors. So if you need to review your return after we've given it to you, to, you know, before you sign it, just to make sure that we didn't miss anything, um, you know, or, or made a, a typo error or something like that. So it's, it's, the responsibility is on both sides to make sure that your return is correct before we send it in. Okay. And then we also have a questionnaire that just goes down and just asks, like, the basic, um, you know, things that are going to get you thinking. You know, did you happen to maybe change uh, your filing status? Or did you get married during the year, divorced, you know, widowed, something like that? Sometimes when that happens at the very beginning of the year, it's not something that you think to mention. Mm. Um, did you move? Um, did you add children to your family? Did, you know, children come off of your tax return, um, questions like estimated, did you make estimated tax payments or did you take money out of your um, IRAs or sell a property, you know, many different questions like that that maybe something, you know, it will just kind of trigger your memory to make sure that you provide that information. Oh, uh, yeah. So things that happen in your life that you might not realize how to have an impact on your tax return, that questionnaire kind of prompts you to realize they're important uh, for, you, exactly. for you to know. Okay, great. Yes. Exactly. And then with the last couple of years with COVID, um, there's been the economic impact payments. Um, and then even just last year, uh, there was an uh, advanced child tax uh, credit that was being provided to people. So that information is very important for this year that we know how much you received. Um, if you d- And even if you didn't receive it, you know, we need to know that as well because you may qualify for it on your tax return. Um, mm going forward. So. I got that uh, statement in my mail yesterday about the advanced child tax credit. Great. So that, Good. that's Good coming. coming. So out. yeah, yep. Yeah, I was I thought it would be later. Um, so I was surprised to see it come already. Um, what if people didn't keep records of that stuff? Do you have any tips that you give? Um, if let's say, you know, you receive the stimulus check and you, and you, you know, you cashed it or whatever, and you tossed it, um, (laughs) how, how do you tell people to, to look for, um, that proof if, if you need it for the tax return, if they didn't keep, keep track? Okay. So if, if it was direct deposited into a bank account, bringing along a copy of your bank statement, showing that it went in, it would be very handy. Mm. Um, I don't believe with this last impact payment, it was anything that people received other than a check or a direct deposit. One of the impact payments had a, people were getting visa cards, um, oh, which yeah. I think ended up really being a pain. A lot of people thought that they were fake, so they threw them away. They looked like um, junk mail. The, the yeah, plain absolutely. envelope, like I, I, I almost tossed it. <laughs> I'm glad I did yeah. it. So you can go on to the, uh, or at least, I'm not sure it's open right now, but it had been last for last year for tax season. You could go on to the IRS's website 
and put in your information, and it would tell you whether or not you received a, a, a payment. Uh. Um, whether that service is up currently, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if it's up yet. I would have to, to check into that. Okay. Um, okay that... And requesting a transcript from the IRS might give you that information as well. Okay. So really, you know, try to try to keep track of your mail and make sure that you, uh, you know, if you did get one of those statements, please bring it in. Yeah. Not junk. Right so, now, anything that comes in the mail, you got to take a look at. And yeah, I was just going to say, don't assume it's junk, right? Oh, just take yes. the second to open it and see what's inside because you might be getting something important yes. for your taxes. Okay. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me that um, I didn't know about before um, I started working with you was about how you ask people to provide their pay stub in addition to their W-2. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about how that helps you. There can be some additional information on there that's that's helpful to us. Um, just reconciling, maybe for example, if you put money into an HSA, um, there may be more detailed information on the on the return to find out whether or not money that came out of your pocket into that into that plan, or if it was just employer provided. Mm. Um, also, you know, as far as taxes go for uh, states and local. Uh, there may be some additional information on there that's not clear on the W-2 because it maybe just wasn't provided on there, whether you paid into, um, uh, like, unemployment and um, LST tax okay. and whether or not your local tax was, was reported correctly. Sometimes some people have um, jobs where they work in different locations and their local tax may be different for different areas. So providing that's just very helpful. Okay, that's good to know, too. Um, we already talked about this a little bit before, but um, just to, while we're on the, the subject, I think it's important, again, to mention that charitable deduction that's yes. possible this year, because that's new, right? It was new last year. Um, last year, however, the deduction was uh, was capped at $300, and it was allowed for over and above you taking the standard deduction. Uh, for this year, if you are married, the total is, is up to $600, so it's per person. Uh, per adult filing on a tax return. Okay. You need to, it needs to be a contribution, though, that was made a cash check, um, a credit card. It can't be stuff that you take to the Salvation Army or, you know, or something like that. Ah, okay. So, so actual cash, like money donations. Exactly. Um, and it says on, on the super important tax email that you have to have proof of it. So it, it's yeah. actually funny. It occurred to me when we were in church last week um, when the, the pastor said that they stopped printing when the standard deduction happened and, and you can no longer itemize that right they stopped printing that statement every year for all of the parishioners who um, you know have their their donations tallied up and now I guess we might need to request a copy of that yes. so that we have it yes okay yes, they're provided a, yeah oh, maybe we should talk to the church office about that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> now you go ahead and do that <laughs> so we're gonna need to print those again <laughs> um Let's see. So is there anything else that if I don't we can keep this kind of general, but like just a general idea of the other things people need to gather as far as documents that um, you need for supporting um, supporting documentation? Because um, sure. so, I know some of the stuff you get in paper form and some of it you don't like when I prepare for my tax returns, I have to go on to certain websites and actually look up the info or download the PDF because I don't get it, or maybe it's emailed to me. So there's kind of a mix of where you have to go for things, right? Do you have any kind of a general um, tip or checklist about how to gather up all that, those pieces of information? 
Exactly. So um, even I find that um, a lot of our clients now even receive their W-2s via an email. Oh, wow. And it's very important if you print out the whole, the whole email that they're providing to you because um, – Sometimes you may have duplicate copy, you know, duplicate copies of your W-2, and there be maybe additional information on the second page. Don't just give us the first page because the first page, you know, may not have the entire picture. Oh. Another reason why the pay stub is a good idea. Okay. We find that a lot of families with students in college, you are going to have to re- to print out the 1098T. That often doesn't come in the mail, um, and along with that, proof of what you actually paid to the. Or, or, or credits that went in and out of your account. I want to say it that way because if you had student loans and, and things like that, those are also transactions that are important for us to know about. Um, so a, re- a report from the college that shows what were your transactions in the past year, um, that's a, an important thing to print out. Okay. We're finding that even mortgage interest statements clients need to print those out. They don't come in the mail you know, quite as consistently as they used to. Mm-hmm. Even, even some people, if you've opted in to... Um, receive your quarterly or your monthly investment statements online. Sometimes they don't come in the mail anymore. Yes. Um, even bank interest. Um, you know, note that if you do have bank interest, which has been unbelievably low in the past couple years, um, if your bank interest that you've earned for the year is less than $10, you will not get a statement and you do not need to worry about reporting it. Okay. Um, also, uh, maybe even on the flip side, oh, here another one, QCDs. Um, if you make a qualified charitable co- um, distribution from your IRA that goes directly to um, a charitable organization, mm-hmm. those those letters that you receive from the organizations are important for us to know about because we need to reduce the taxable portion of your um, IRA distribution by that amount. We don't get and you will not get a specific report that lists exactly how much you've donated. Oh, wow. So that's that's really important. Okay, thank you. That's great. So no. think about all the accounts that you have and make sure you have some kind of document for each one, and you have to, might have to go looking for it. <laughs> yeah. And then on the flip side of that, some things maybe we don't need. Um, occupational privilege tax is not deductible. Everybody gives us those. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, medical expenses. Medical expense deduction on your uh, Schedule A is very a very hard number to hit. Um, and unless you think that you've had a significant amount of medical expenses in the prior year, um, we do not need to see all that stuff. Um, you know, you go ahead, add it up, see what it comes out to. It's got to be over 7.5% of your adjusted gross income to be able to take that deduction. And um, it's, you know, it's usually a pretty significant number. Okay. So, so save you some time, save them some time, and you don't need to gather up all of your... Uh, Correct. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Yes. Um, this, um, this guy next to me has a question. Should I let okay. him ask it, you think? I guess. <laughs> yes, I have a question for Mrs. Dickinson, if that is your real name. <clears throat> uh, COVID has been a challenge for everybody, but it doesn't mean that some of the results or some of the impacts haven't actually been very positive. Uh, we've discovered, uh, and I need you to go into a little bit of detail for our listeners, that the technology that's available for sharing documents is tremendous and that for many people who are concerned about mailing in documents or putting anything in the U.S. Postal Service these days, um, if they have a preference, they would prefer to do it more securely. Um, what, what has your team set up for clients to, uh, to do that? 
Penny, that's a really good question. Um, we actually use a, um, a cloud collection called Smart Vault, and that allows you to email your documents to us. They go into Smart Vault. They are encrypted, and it is a, a way that we can actually communicate back and forth with you. So you can send us stuff. We can send you information, and you do not need to use the mail, U.S. mail, which is very handy. Um, one thing to know that when you – and if you are interested in using that service, we've been using it now for a couple years. It works wonderfully. We can even send – um, information to you through there to DocuSign um, an item. So if you don't can't come into our office, we can do that um, that way as well. However, if you decide to use that system, um, we would appreciate when you send us that information that you send it to us in a PDF form, not a photo that you've taken from your off of your phone, or and label them please so that we know what they are. Um, when we get an entire string of documents that just have a long number as their identification, it makes it very difficult to mm -hmm. sort things out and make sure that we didn't miss an item that you've sent to us. Okay. So technology has a double-edged sword. It's yeah. a very effective tool if it's used properly, as any tool would be. Yeah. Um, in uh, particularly this past year, the frustration on the part of taxpayers who are expecting refunds is off the chart and many of them <clears throat> i i'm quite convinced uh are convinced themselves that the irs is picking on them and them alone would you like to share with our audience some of your experience with trying to connect and communicate with the irs <laughs> it's very frustrating um this past week i had three times that i had to contact the irs for a client and i spent um, over an hour on the phone, two and a half hours one time, just waiting on hold to get an agent to answer the phone. Um, there are a lot of agents that are working from home, and the main communication when I get through to them, um, when we speak, it, I, if I am a power of attorney for a client and I need to provide the IRS with that copy of the power of attorney, the IRS requires that we send it to them via fax. When these employees are working from home, there's many times when they'll tell me that their fax line is down, and then we have to end the call. Oh. So I waited on hold for a very long period of time to not get anywhere. Um, notices come out through the mail only. They have not, you know, come into the 21st century and, and work with the computer at all yet. Um, we are finding many notices that are either crossing the mail with other information, very delayed. I had a client receive a notice dated in November of last year. They received it the second week in January. The due date to answer them, the letter has already passed by a good two weeks. Um, got one client last week, received two notices, dated the same day from the IRS with conflicting information on them. So it's, it's very frustrating right now, and the fact that those notices are coming out, you know, going into tax season is, I, I'm just not excited about that at all. Mm -hmm. So for folks who are feeling put upon, they should simply take a number and stand in line. Yes. And don't, no matter what you do, if you receive a notice in the mail from the IRS, do not pay it without researching it. The majority of the notices that you get from the IRS are generally wrong. They are computer-generated, almost 99.9% .9 of them, and there are so many errors in them. Please wow. don't pay them without researching them first. Wow, that's a great piece of advice. You would think that something coming from our government and, and a government entity should be accurate and trustworthy. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Yeah, the only ones I'm finding that I would maybe recommend paying without getting into it too much is if it's a small dollar amount and you didn't and you owed money on your tax return last year because this might that might just be them collecting the interest that was due on the fact that you didn't pay your proper um, liability for the the prior year in a timely manner. Okay. Otherwise, if they say we've adjusted your return and you know here's you now owe thousands of dollars, please look into it because it's likely not right. Wow. I have one more question. Sure. Uh, and again, Mrs. Dickinson, <laughs> if that is your real name, <clears throat> there are lots of folks who uh, absolutely should be using professional tax preparers. They absolutely should. Are there folks who shouldn't be using tax preparers? Um, a simple tax return could still be done, um, you know, whether through something like TurboTax, um, absolutely, if you just have a W-2. Um, however, when you get it involved into too many other things, there are so many, you know, this affects this because I did this, then, then this, and it can, get, it can get complicated if you don't answer the questions properly that something like TurboTax would ask you. It could send you down a rabbit hole that you answer the wrong question mm-hmm. and cause errors on your returns. So if I'm understanding that answer correctly, if there's someone out there listening and they're saying, I, I think my situation's pretty simple. If you just think it's pretty simple, you would probably benefit by using a professional tax preparer because they would either confirm, indeed, it was simple and you're, you're in great shape or not. Correct. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Diane. Um, we really appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners do, too. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah we'll um, keep you in our prayers as tax season gets started because we know how crazy it can become. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Sure, you have a good rest of your weekend. Um, you thanks too. for Stay your warm. time. Yes, you too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Well, how see. can she have a good rest of her weekend? I'm going home. Oh, man. Um, are you sure that was Diane? <laughs> yes. Because we didn't do any like like facial recognition or dual authentication, authentic, authentic. We didn't. It was voice recognition. Voice recognition. Mm-hmm. Wow, you've got an app on your phone for everything. You <laughs> I are held amazing. It up to my headphones and said, "Yep, that's Diane." Yeah, that's her. Well, okay. Well, that was helpful. She gave us some good nuggets of information people might not already know. So I would say if uh, that conversation made you question whether or not you're in good hands with your taxes or you need help or you're, you you can't find things, anything we can do to help you tie up those end, loose ends and make sure you're on the right track, don't hesitate to reach out to our staff. They're um, very helpful and friendly and they know what they're doing. And they'll wait on hold for the IRS on your behalf. <laughs> if, if anything that you heard made you doubt your sanity, um, join the crew because they're, God bless them. Um, that it, you lose track of how many times during tax season you'll walk into Diane's office, Daryl's, uh, Sue's, Steph. I'm on hold. Yep. I'm on hold with the IRS. I'm up to 58 minutes on hold with the IRS. And are you kidding me? Uh, fax that over. What century are you in? Why are we not just sending them by Pony Express and Telegram, for God's sakes? It is. It's so driving me nuts. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. 
MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Uh, Let me... Um, I'll just... We've got a couple minutes before we go to break. Um, there are lots of experts in every field. And there's a uh, currently a very, very famous expert um, in the financial advisory world who has published a 34-point 30, a list of questions that every financial advisor should ask every client. Are you ready okay, for a couple? I'm, I'm ready. Um, where did you grow up? Me? No, that's a question that you would oh. ask a client. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the way you said it. I know. I, but, I'm like, huh? Uh, and okay. Where? I'm thinking about my relationships with my clients, and I'm thinking they're going, oh, what does that have to do yeah. with them? Okay. Um, <laughs> tell me how you and your wife met. Well, I, that would be odd for you. But how did, Zach, how did you and you, okay. Um, I can answer that question. If tell you. me about your first date. What? <laughs> what? what are you, exactly? Are you oh, me? come on. That's number three. Um, when did you get married? When is your wedding anniversary? Okay, I, I guess we, mm. we'll let that. Do you have children? How many? You're not sure? Names? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, how about your pets? Tell me all about your pets. <laughs> oh, my. Um, uh, how did you get to the Lehigh Valley? I got in my car. I turned left. I, I, this, the list goes on and on, and there's so many on here. Have you had any major purchases for your kitchen in the last five years? That's very specific. Oh, my, come on. <laughs> Jeez. How about just hang with people and know what they're doing? Voice <laughs> of an angel. Um, well, she might get demoted. <laughs> she might be flying lower now. Uh-oh, I'm just Natalie. saying. Amy Lee. And another one, Morgan James. That's a girl I bet you don't know much about. Uh, I do, only because of you. All right. Well, that's You've good. shared some Morgan James songs with me in the past. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. discovered this song well it's a brand new group and uh, <laughs> i should actually look up when that song what's the released. title of that song though wake me up my, oh i thought it was bring my me, immortal bring, no okay. that's not my immortal oh right okay i'm sorry goodness we played gracious that before. you gotta um, start paying attention so evanescence 
They're brand new. They're uh, <laughs> they're probably this their they first. They were founded in 1995. <laughs> brand new, just it's, uh, according uh, to Wikipedia. And pink, pink, brand new, just very new. Dua Lipa. They're uh, they're in the same uh, basic genre. Yeah. Pink. Oh, we just dropped the microphone again. And. Uh, Bring Me to Life and My Immortal were on their first album, Fallen. Fantastic. Uh, I'm always discovering new stuff. And I share it with you. I share it with you. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Gene at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. What do you got there, young lady? I received an email this morning uh, with a question for you. Yeah. Can you provide one or two use cases where an irrevocable trust has worked out well for a client. This is coming from um, Jeff in Allentown, who's just curious to know your perspective about whether to consider this in in the future. Uh, Yeah, it's a very interesting question because as soon as you say the word irrevocable or irrevocable, tomato, tomato, um, the hair in the back of my head neck stands up because I go irrevocable. Um, is means exactly that. You've got to make a decision that you are committed to for eternity. Did, I, did that sound ominous? It did. Eternity. Um, unable to change your mind. That's a tough spot to be in. Um, our, our good friend Mark has a phrase that I really like, full financial flexibility. Mm-hmm. That's a great phrase. Mm-hmm. And it's what most of us, most of us really do want. Full financial flexibility, the ability to change our mind, the ability to change strategies, change tactics um, and adjust. And uh, gosh, irrevocable. If we're talking about 100 years ago, uh, the 1920s, perhaps um, 150 years ago, certainly when life was at a very different pace (laughs) and it was not unusual that you were born and and educated and married and lived your entire life within about a five mile radius radius that was not unusual so change was um gosh at glacial levels and now it's the speed of light Mm -hmm. so irrevocable can be tough here's off the top of my head two scenarios that i would say uh fit could fit rather well in order for an asset to be considered non-taxable in your estate, it has to be not owned by you. It has to be, you have to relinquish all ownership rights. The typical way this is applied is with a life insurance policy. So I have a life insurance policy. I'm picking a number. It's $2 million. <clears throat> when I started as a financial advisor 780 years ago, a large life insurance policy was 50 grand. That was large. People were making 10, 15,000 bucks a year. Hey, if I die, I want my wife to you know, have some time and some, some uh, breathing room. 50 grand sounds like a lot. 50 grand today? I don't, I don't even know why you would go through the, the motion unless uh, yeah, uh, term insurance, 50 grand is going to be like a dollar a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. A million, two million, three million, not unusual. Uh, if you don't want that added to your estate, particularly the state of Pennsylvania, uh, irrevocable life insurance trust. It's called an ILIT, I-L-I-T. 
it removes that asset from your ownership, which means it's no longer in your estate. And since it's life insurance, it's also not income taxable. So you could literally craft a um, irrevocable trust, fund it with millions of dollars, well-funded through life insurance, and it's not taxable. It's 100% tax-free. That's a good way to use that tool. It is indeed. The second one that comes to mind is less, um, what, not optimistic. Um, it, it has kind of a darker tone to it. There are situations in many people's lives that involve people that simply need protection against themselves. There is, geez, gosh, basically in every family in the world, at least one where you go, really? Mom, did you adopt them? I mean, what, what is that? What's going on? How did she get so different than us? Um, and if the issue is, as we say, we, we love the, hate the sin, love the sinner. Uh, if we love them and we want to protect them, uh, certain trusts need to be irrevocable so that they can't be changed after the fact. To protect somebody who isn't clearly able to appropriately manage their own affairs. Mm-hmm. So those are those are two that come to mind. Um, I might stick with just those two. Sure. I mean, you know, the other um, way to go about deciding if it's appropriate for you is to have that discussion with a trustworthy estate planning Mm -hmm. attorney because uh, I would lay out, here's my situation, here's what I have, here's the people in my life who I want to protect, what's the best way to do that? And then you go through the pros and cons that are unique to you and then you can decide if if it needs to be um, irrevocable or irrevocable (laughs) or not. Um, But those are good examples of times when it might be appropriate. So that'll get people thinking. Fantastic. Cool. Okay. Number two. Number two. Oh, I have a follow-up from last week. Um, We got an email last week. Or no, uh, it was a phone call. Gary called us. Yes. um, To ask about um, why he can't see his own Social Security benefit online anymore because he is on a restricted application to collect on his wife's earnings record. Right. So we said that he should um, give me his email address and I would follow up. So I did talk to Mark Basak, who is our amazing Social Security and Medicare consultant, and I said, hey, Mark, we have this guy who says he's on a restricted um, application and he can't see his own benefit anymore. And Mark said... That's not unusual. He's heard this before. Um, Apparently, when you are on that restricted application, it's a normal thing that you go on the site and you can't see your own benefit. But it doesn't mean you can't find out what it is. So Mark's suggestion was to call the Social Security Administration and he gives the 800 number or your local office and they can give you uh, what your current amount would be on your own record or what your benefit would be at age 70. And the other way that Mark is so helpful is he said, or if you have an old paper form that gave you an estimate, um, let, let me know what it says, and I can use my calculator and come real close. <laughs> so um, uh, Gary actually did respond to me this morning with 
his benefit from the last paper statement he received. So I will hook up, up with uh, Mark again and ask him to use his calculator to tell Gary what his own um, earnings records uh, would, would provide him for Social Security. But if you're in that situation, you're not alone. And there are a couple ways there that you can find out. Um, what that number is, even though you can't see it online. So fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Indeed. Um, for those of you that have received our January newsletter with our 12 point checklist of how to improve your financial life in 2022, um, you're going to notice a couple things. Number one, you can get assistance from folks in our more than money world headquarters in the Holy lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. Uh, on every single one of these items. Yeah. And in some cases, it's a tax expert. In some cases, it's an investment expert. In some cases, it's a journey deck guide expert. In some cases, it's a Mark Basak expert. It's a Mike Pompey expert. It's a Keith Stroll expert. Um, one of the things that has changed so radically, so radically, since I began as a financial advisor 780 years ago, is there was a time at least in many people's minds where the financial world was relatively simple enough that one person could pretty much know everything they needed to know. And for those advisors, many of which are compatriots of mine, um, many of which I have practiced not in the same company, but in the same industry for many, many years together. Um, some still believe that. And that's a, uh, in, in my opinion, um, both one of the great sadnesses of, um, of anyone in any profession that refuses to evolve and one of the greatest opportunities for financial advisory, um, financial advisors to provide exceptional service to their clients by acknowledging the requirement that we serve them as a team. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll use Alyssa as a good example. Uh, Alyssa um, is incredibly capable of serving her clients at an extremely high level. Thanks. No question about that. And she is also incredibly uh, aware that if in the midst of a conversation with a particular client, it becomes clear that they need an old guy <laughs> to bring old guy stuff to the conversation. She, I don't remember the guy's name, but she ha we have on our team an old guy. <laughs> we have on our team a social security expert. We have experts on our team, uh, in-house uh, tax experts that we don't have to pretend any longer that we are all things to all people. We as a team can be all things to all people, mm -hmm. but we as individuals, uh, to be blunt, I think that's one of the weaknesses of the certified financial planner program. They are a, in, in essence, if not explicitly, they are implicitly suggesting that if you become a certified financial planner, you are now an expert in all things. Mm. It doesn't seem possible. It isn't possible. <laughs> it isn't possible. Uh, what is possible is that it generates a lot of income for that organization. There's, that's certainly possible. Is it a valuable foundation? Sure. Uh, just as uh, your degree at Syracuse was in, 
uh, broadcast journalism and finance. And finance. Valuable foundation. Yeah. Uh, most of what you were taught eight or nine years ago, <laughs> um, to be fair, has little or no bearing on day-by-day right. finances of real Americans. Right. Um, yeah, we don't even want to talk about my time at North Carolina. <laughs> Please. Hmm. Parchment. A lot of that stuff was on parchment. <laughs> what are you going to do? Quill. <laughs> well, well Harry, if if it was good enough for Harry Potter, it's good enough for me, fella. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> kind of makes sense. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. This is a lot. <clears throat> I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Uh, gentleman writes. I have a few questions. So page and a half. Uh, concerning the impact of selling a property my wife and I own to our son. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he asks his questions and then answers his own questions and then wants to see if somebody can confirm his question. So uh, they have a son. They were considering selling or gifting <clears throat> some combination. Of their the son? Above. They're going to sell their They're son? They're going to uh, <laughs> a lot of people out there right now going, oh, I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> Jeez. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, is that legal? <laughs> wow, this show really is valuable. <laughs> um, a rental property okay. to their son. Uh, he's been living in the house for many years, paying rent. Uh, went through a tough time, he and his wife. And so that was put on hold. Um, this year they are re-establishing their intent to get this property from their hands into his hands. Um, they are suggesting a sale price of $94,000. I'm not clear yet exactly why that is the suggested sale price. Um, but, um, okay. Uh, they had an appraisal done a year or two ago, 171. 171. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, they'll get an updated one. Uh, the Oh, I get it. The mortgage balance is 94. Oh, okay. So, so that, makes, that makes sense. Um, the price for selling them, yeah, got it. Um, mom and dad will pay all the closing costs. Got it. Uh, there's, uh, I, he says, I believe there's no 2% real estate transfer tax on a sale to a relative. Mm-hmm. He said that was confirmed during a discussion with a mortgage broker in 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that, that, that I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that, but let's, let's leave that for the moment. Uh, my cost basis will be about $120,000. As I understand it, I will show the ninety-four thousand sale proceeds, the hundred and twenty thousand of costs for a loss on the sale, not deductible for federal or state income tax. If you had a legitimate loss, that would be true. That that no, my apologies. If you had a legitimate loss, that would not be true. It would be reportable as a loss. On the federal return, for sure. I don't think Pennsylvania accepts any losses anyway. But this is not a legitimate loss. And we'll come back to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, got that, got that, got that. I want to make sure I, I won't have any ordinary or capital gain on this transfer uh, because the full market value is 171 or slightly higher. I plan on paying closing costs, wondering if that may play, pay, play into the gifting reporting. 
will I need to comport, uh, complete a gift tax return for my wife and I since it's in both our names? Uh, I believe the 2022 individual gift limit is 16000 Indiv- The individual lifetime li- limit, $11 million. So all that would not result in any gift tax owed. Another thing, your thought on establishing my son's basis for property. From what I read, his cost basis would be 94 If he's paying 94 the answer is yes. Yes. Um, okay, we got a couple issues here that are um, nettlesome. We are selling a property for far less than its fair market value. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing in the world that says you can't do that. The IRS, on the other hand, says there's a couple things we need to be clear about. If you are selling something worth, let's make it easy, 194000 it's worth, that's fair market value, and you're selling it for ninety four, you are making a gift. It's a $100,000 gift. And that has to properly be reported. So the IRS is aware that, yes, you and your wife have fifteen or 16000 a year that you can give to your son. So let's, let's, let's call it 32. You, you are making a gift of 100. So the 68 balance has to go against your lifetime gift tax exclusion. All that perfectly easily done, absolutely no problem, doesn't create any issue whatsoever. Um, from a capital gains tax purpose, you have got to sit with a professional tax advisor because my gut feeling is that the IRS is going to have you pay capital gains on the difference, not between what you're getting or even what you paid and what you're getting and which would show a loss, but the fair market value and um, your original cost basis. So again, if the fair market value is 194 and your cost basis is 120, my gut says uh, that you're going to be um, paying tax on 74,000 bucks. That's my gut. Um, reduced by the expenses. So if, if he and mom, mom and dad are paying the closing costs, that'll reduce that capital gains. Um, if there's a commission involved, there shouldn't be. It's between family. Um, if there's legal fees, accounting fees, those are all deductible as well. Um, but that's my gut. That My gut, not being a enrolled agent, not being a certified enrolled agent or a CPA, um, SOP. Yeah, got that. Anyway, um, not uh, my. I, I strongly encourage you to sit with a professional tax advisor before you consummate the transaction. Uh, if indeed I'm correct, and it's the 194 that they're going to use as the valid transfer value, I think your son's cost basis is going to be 194. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be the the amount he's paying you. I think it's the amount that he receives in full value because he's getting, he's paying you in two ways. He's paying you cash, 94,000 bucks, and he's paying you through, in essence, his uh, acceptance of your gift, of your gift. So I, I think you've got, I think you got some wrinkles here, some wrinkles here. 
That's you, complicated. It is complicated. Uh, real estate transactions very often are complicated. And one of the reasons, and uh, uh, Diane uh, Dickinson earlier, if that is her real name, <laughs> um, I thought was very, very helpful in uh, um, uh, delineating a number of the kind of life events that you would go, oh, wow, I'm not sure I realized that that would cause a real change in my income taxes. Yeah. Uh, marriages and divorces and kids and adoptions and selling property and buying property and uh, all these kinds of things that people do all the time. Mm -hmm. That has a huge impact, can have a huge impact on your tax return. That's true. Effervescent. 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 But it's not effer. It's Evan. It's E-V-A-N. Right. I think. Evanescence. Evanescence. Uh-huh. I wonder if Amy was dating a guy named Evan. I don't know how they came up with their name, but look it up. 6107. How much time do we have there, sir? About three minutes. Uh, if you would like uh, to take advantage of any of the dozen or so opportunities, as you look at that list, anything jump out at you that you go, wow, we've had so many people that take advantage of X. Oh, geez. Um, all of this stuff, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Well, we all help with RMDs, and so now um, figuring out your plan for this year, um, that's something that's a normal part of our conversations with our clients. Um, that's a big one. Um, talking about long-term care insurance is something that you Ooh. should really consider. Just at least know your options, um, explore your options. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, this, is, this really is a great list to look at it now and come back to it a couple times during the year. Uh, the income tax plan is one of the things we talked about in detail today. It's that time of year. So... Um, do that and you know one one thing that's actually really important to point out um a lot of people have i'm using air quotes financial advisors who they don't really hear from Mm. um and maybe they're not sure what's going on with their accounts or they have to take it upon themselves to reach out and ask Um, that's not how things work with us and you hear from your financial advisor at um more than money at least every 90 days um to to talk just to catch up not only on what's going on with your accounts, but what's going on with you. So if that's not something that's already happening for you and you want to make that different this year, that's something to think about. Know that your um, investments are right for you because your financial advisor knows what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk with somebody who you're going to meet with on a regular basis. Um, So that's a good way to check your progress and make sure that things are on the right track. That's an outstanding observation. You're absolutely right. That's not on the financial checklist, but it should be that you're dealing with a financial advisor that you uh, you know, you trust, you respect, and you communicate with on a regular basis and on a level that you appreciate. Because mm-hmm. not everybody communicates in the same way. Um, as we've said many, many times, we accept about half of the folks who ask to become uh, clients of more than money. And there's a reason for that. And a lot of it's got to do with both chemistry and communication. If you would like to explore that, if you'd like to explore anything on the list, if you'd like to simply receive the newsletter and get the list yourself. If you you like wine and chocolate. And if you like wine and chocolates, yes. Uh, Best way to do all of that is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. You can sign up for the February 10th event, invest in yourself and invest in you. 
and uh, and join uh, Alyssa and Megan and as they host wonderful, wonderful women who uh, are going to do great things and caring things and loving things for the residents of Graysdale. And if you want a free second opinion about your financial life, all you got to do is ask. You can send Alyssa an email, alyssa at askmtm.com. You can send me an email, gene at askmtm.com. And if you want to go old school, our phone number is 610-746-7007. It is the current temporary voice of an angel saying we got to go. We'll see you next time on More Than Money. I can't